hello, good morning, and welcome again to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee, and I'm lead pastor here. Uh, for those of you joining us online, welcome as well. It is good to have you here uh, joining us. Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up here soon, so if you uh, have a phone and want to know what's going on, we have a QR code that you can pull up the camera app on your phone and get that, and you can see everything that is coming up here uh, soon. We have a lot coming up. I'm going to hit a few things real quick, all right? So focus for me. Can we focus? All right. Three quick things. First, November 19th, baptisms. If you have made a decision to follow Christ and have never been baptized, please let us know. Uh, and we are doing baptisms November 19th. That is a Sunday. That is in two weeks. Uh, please let us know. Uh, tonight, here's the next thing. Tonight, youth, Friendsgiving. Uh, get your get your youths here. Have them have some friends. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be really fun. Um, and the second thing I, with that, um, I want to give a shout out to everyone who helped donate candy for our Candy by the Carload event that we did last, no, that's two weeks ago. I wasn't here last week. As some of you know, I got stuck in Charlotte. Uh, so, but two weeks ago, we did a Candy by the Carload here in Powell. Uh, and your candy was able to be handed out to a bunch of people. And the really, another really cool thing, um, I got an email from a local principal at an elementary school who, and this is great, you know, because uh, I wasn't there. Uh, the main leadership wasn't there. We had our volunteers there running the whole thing. But they, they gave away candy. At the end of the event, we had extra candy, and they gave it away to this uh, principal who said they were going to be having another event at the end of the week. And she emailed me like, hey, I just wanted to thank you so much. Your people were so generous and so nice, and they gave us some of the extra candy. And so I want you to know that the candy that you guys gave not only helped for the candy by the carload, but then it was used at another event later that week um, because of your guys' generosity in helping with that. So one, I want to give a round of applause for our, our, our leaders who helped make that happen and volunteered to do that. Um, it, that was the weekend we had our youth lock in too, and some of the same people helped that Sunday for the, for the candy belly carload, like a lot of the same people actually. Yeah, like half of the people, like all the people were the ones that were at the lock-in. So for those of you who like are like, oh, I'm too busy and things like that, like uh, it's, it's not a good enough excuse. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> but no, I really, I want to give a shout out. You guys, it, it means so much um, that we have people who are willing to do that. And we were handed out a bunch of invites, a bunch of cards, and a bunch of people who were just asking about the church. And so you may be even watching today because you got an invite from that. And so that's awesome. We're glad you're here. All that. Beautiful. All right. Um, last thing, giving. Uh, we have a text to give number. You can give through this link. And we also have a box by the back exit that you can give. Uh, if you call yourself uh, a, a person at press, we appreciate your support. Even if you're not a person at press yet, this may be your first week. Uh, we don't do this without your support. Uh, we aren't able to do what we do and, and impact the community the way that we do uh, unless uh, you guys play a part in it. And it's your resources uh, that help us do that. So thank you to those who give and are generous and help us do this. And I encourage those of you who maybe haven't stepped into that yet uh, to do that as well. All right. In God we trust. Question mark, as we've said. Um, I do want to give a little shout out to CR and John uh, for, for filling in last week. Uh, like I said, uh, myself, uh, Pastor Jason, and my wife Bethany, we got stuck in Charlotte, uh, and we couldn't get back home. I literally, we looked at like um, every city within three hours of Columbus to try to get back to even like drive home, and it just wasn't going to happen. So 
Uh, John, oh yeah, Jay, you're here. Thank you for stepping in. Uh, CR's actually, he's taking his break this week, so he's hopefully not watching. I hope you're not watching CR, you'll watch later, but thank you for stepping in. Um, I think one of the things that, one of my favorite pieces from last week um, was something that John mentioned, and he said that we don't win from power and dominance, but that we follow Jesus' way of winning through humility and sacrifice. And I think that's just such a missed piece of, of the church, that we, we try so hard to follow the, the way of the, the world and getting power and dominance, and we struggle for that instead of recognizing that, you know, we are first citizens of the kingdom of God. And it was never, like, Jesus could have overthrown Rome. He could have overthrown the, the, both religious and political structures of the day, and he didn't do that. He came to serve and seek the lost. And so I think that's just a great reminder for us um, that in, you know, political times and hard times to seek serving people and to seek being Christ-like um, and really share with them the hope that we have in Christ and not in a, a structure or in a system. So uh, this week we are moving forward in, in God We Trust. And, and this week, um, really asking the question, you know, what is shaping you and what is distracting you? So that's the questions we're going to be asking. Uh, every week, our teaching team, we get in a car and we film a video and we talk about the message for the day. So let's watch this video. I was telling my doctor that uh, I think I have an Instagram addiction. And he looked at me really confused and finally he said, I'm not following you. <laughs> Speaking of distractions, <laughs> yeah. it does not take much. Jason, I was just talking to you was it yesterday about how it's, it's so bad that I can't even, like, I will be oh, yeah. watching something yeah. and I'll be like, I need my phone or something. Like, I'll be watching a movie and looking up fantasy football stuff and playing a game. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like... I think we're pretty much a hyper-distracted yes. society. Yeah. It's playing itself out in all of these, you know, unhealthy ways. It's right. coming out yeah. uh, adults and kids, and it's we're yeah. trying to explain it by saying, well, well, this is new whatever, blah, 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 psychosis yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, yeah. no. You know what it is? We're all just hyper addicted to yes. uh, constant content. Yeah, yes. constant content. Yeah, yes. and it's playing that, itself out. It's not out even more, good content. More, no. new, yeah. new. Yeah. Oh, it's gotten worse. I think yeah. it's just that's the thing. That it's brainless for people. They they have to re replenish it yeah. so fast. It's like you can't do it well. Right. So it's just like new, new, bad, and we don't want to think. Right. And I mean, we're approaching this from a, okay, in God we trust, question mark. <laughs> question mark. Because, you know, do we trust God with our moments, essentially, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. to not reach for the first thing to d distract us from mm. feeling, essentially. Yes. Yes. And so we don't just trust God in the moments to go, you know what? Sometimes you need to sit in the grief. You need to sit in the yeah. pain. You need to sit in the quiet and just sit in the awkwardness yes. of the moment yeah. and just feel it yeah. without having to pick your phone up. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it's that like, I don't think, I don't know for that self-aware to be like, oh yeah, I just don't want to feel. Right. Like I think it's become almost habit now. It maybe oh, was that, it was that definitely. like, it was that, that release from, uh, life and 
that distraction, but now it's so ingrained in our everyday. Yeah, we don't even think about what, it. Right. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. part of what we do. Yeah, and as with any addiction, the first step in a lot of this is just recognizing. It's like, you know what, you're, you're still going to do it, but what if every time, you know, you go to pick up your phone or you go to reach for some other media form to distract yourself, you, you were just like, I should pray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, just pray. You I can just still need to do acknowledge it. God. Before just acknowledge I do God. This. Right. Yeah. Have I thought about God today? Yeah. Have I thought about what He wants for me or what He what He wants me to do today? Yeah. Have I thought today? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think most of it, like it's like it's a mental muscle memory. Yeah. Like we we've ingrained these like mental. Yeah, you've uh, created neural pathways yes. because you yeah. know that's how your brain works actually. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's uh, like sport. I mean, I play sports. Like, in, and when you're practicing, you do it over and over and over again, right. so that when mm-hmm. you're in the game, you don't think, you just right. do. And we've done that. We've we've done. We've practiced this not great thing of distracting ourselves so much that yeah, yeah it's part of our everyday. We are we are in the game, and we are doing exactly what we have trained ourselves to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'm, that's where understanding that what we invest our time and attention in is what disciples us mm. yeah w- whether we <laughs> want to say that or not like yep. that's yep that is what disciples us and that's yep. what shapes us into the people that we're becoming mm-hmm. and so there is a point at which we got to ask ourselves you know how am i spending uh, we use that word spending right how am yeah. i spending my time and my attention because that that is asking do i actually trust god with that yeah, I think that's a great question. What is shaping you? What do you spend most of your time doing? Who do you spend most of your time with? And I think the answers uh, to these questions directly correlate to who you are becoming as a person, to how you are growing. Uh, as Jason said in the video, in the church, a lot of times the question would be asked this way, like, what is discipling you? What is training you, showing you the way? What is feeding your soul? And I think a lot of times we don't actually take note of what that actually is in our lives. Um, so l- last week I was fortunate um, to be able to attend a pastor's retreat. That's where we were uh, with my wife and Pastor Jason was there. And at the end of the week, uh, there was a practice that they had us go through. Um, and in this exercise or practice, there's there three categories that they wanted us to work through. Um, and these categories followed a similar path to that of like gardening. So it was like, uh, what are you weeding out? What are you watering? And what are you birthing or, or growing? And so weeding is like, what needs, and the question is, each of those was a question. So with weeding, like what needs killed off? What needs taken out in your life? You know, if you've ever done planting, you have to clear the soil. You have to get the weeds out. You have to, you have to make space, things like that. The second question was, you know, what are you watering? What needs supported what needs given attention in your life? And then the last, what are you birthing? What is something that doesn't exist now that you want to create or, or, or to birth? And, and oftentimes, we, we can't even get to the watering and birthing stage because we haven't cleared out space to, to actually have a, a viable room for growth. And so we're, we're just kind of sitting in the weeds where our life is, is full of weeds and it's choking us out. And it's those very weeds that are actually shaping our life because it's what we spend the most time doing. 
And so these, these ideas and thoughts that we have that are good that we want to do, we don't even get to that point because we haven't taken out those things. And weeding, as we know, what's the worst part of planting? Is weeding. You know, the beginning of spring, you're looking at your flower beds, and it's like, oh, this is a mess. I don't want to do that. I don't want to clean this out. And so similar to that, it's like we distract ourselves from the pain or the annoyance of what weeding is. And then we never get to a healthy place that we actually have good things grow. We're all shaped by something. And how you spend your time and your energy and your attention ultimately directs how you are shaped. Uh, when I think through the idea of trust or in the series in God we trust, we have to acknowledge that, that trust is always within the context of a relationship. There's, there's a relational component when you're talking about trust. And the level of trust that you have in something directly correlates to the health or depth or quality of that relationship. And so, point number one, a healthy relationship requires trust. Seems like fairly straightforward, right? A healthy relationship requires trust. I think we would all agree with that. And, and a relationship is very much uh, limited in its health and depth if there isn't trust. But how do you build trust? Intentional time, attention, energy. It doesn't just happen. Think about somebody in your life who's a, who's a, a dear friend that you trust. You went through things with that person. You had experiences, you, there's life lived, there's, there's intentional moments that say to you, that build something in your mind that says, this person is trustworthy. If you have a significant other, a spouse, you, you spend time with them, or you should. And if you're not actually spending time, there's probably a level of trust that you are not building in that relationship. You ever notice when you're, when you're not around somebody for, like, you start hearing lies about that person. Oh, I don't, I don't know, because you're, you're not there. You're not being reinforced to the truth of who they are. And so you believe lies. And so trust, again, is not happening. It's not building. It's not growing. And so it's in this series, as we are working towards trusting in God, we have to understand that if we're not willing to make intentional time seeking him, then our level of trust in him will ultimately be hindered. If we're not actively seeking time with him, your trust is going to be limited. So I want to share a passage with you today. And, and many of you have probably heard of this passage. And um, my hope is that whether you're familiar with it or not, that you can allow God to speak to you through it. Because I believe in this short passage, we can learn something that will help us on this journey of seeking God and trusting him more. So if you do have your Bibles, uh, you can also read on the screen. We're going to be in Luke chapter 10. And this is the story of Mary and Martha. And it says this, it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. 
Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Uh, Okay, so common takeaway of this story, and you may have even heard this before, it usually goes something like this. Be a Mary, not a Martha. You might have heard that before. Or uh, be, be a Mary in a Martha world. You may have heard that one too. It's like those are, those are usually some typical. I think this is overly simplistic. And I think it misses the heart of Jesus here. Um, so we do see something. One of the first things that stands out here is Mary was distracted. Sorry, Martha was distracted. Those M's. Martha was distracted. You see that. It says it. She's distracted. That's the main thing going on. She's distracted. But I don't think she was just distracted by what the Bible says she was distracted by. So obviously, she's distracted by preparations. Who's, who's been distracted by preparations before? Everybody. Like, you know that. Oh, I have someone coming over. I've got to get this ready. Or someone's here, and I need to make sure that they're taking care of them, or whatever it may be. Like, we know that feeling, all right? That's the, that's the obvious one in this passage. It says it. She's distracted by the preparations. But here's the thing. There's nothing inherently wrong with doing preparations. Okay? There's nothing inherently wrong with that. Even like the customs of that time, it, it would have been normal and natural for the woman to go and prepare drink and food for her guests. You know, she's fulfilling uh, something that's very much part of their social norms and social expectations of the time. So, obviously, this was a distraction, you know, the preparations. But I think this is compounded by what I think is the bigger distraction. And it's this. She was worrying about what Mary was doing. She was worried about Mary. Now, I know none of us here struggle with worrying about what other people do. Why are you laughing? For some reason, Martha fell into that, right? For some reason, Martha was worried about what Mary was doing. Why am over here? Why am I here doing all the work and she's over here being lazy? Why am I the only one doing the right thing? Why am I the only one that cares? Why am I the only one? Again, I know none of us are in that boat. Not only was Martha distracted by the work and the social expectations. She was tweaked even more by the fact that her sister was off doing her own thing. And because of that, because of that distraction on top of the other things she was doing, she couldn't see Jesus. She was missing the importance of Jesus in her presence. She was distracted. And I think that, that we, as followers of Jesus, we need to ask ourselves this question, what is distracting me from Jesus? What's getting in the way of me seeing where Jesus is moving? What's getting in the way of me seeing Jesus in my life? Like Martha, you might have things that you have to do. I have to get this done. I have to do it. It, No one else is going to do it. I need to do it. You may be carrying the weight of other people. Well, they just just don't get it. They don't know what they're doing. I've got to to do it. We, 
we have to realize too that the, the reality of the fact that we live in like the U.S. in 2023, like constant information overload, new movies, new shows, new memes, new TikTok videos, endless scrolling, constant updates, long hours at work, school deadlines, keeping up with friends, getting kids to practice, making dinner, cleaning the house. I'm sure some of us right now, as I say those things, we're thinking, oh my gosh, I, I need to make sure I don't forget to do this after church. I need to make sure I get to that. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about on Wednesday the fact I'm gonna have to... Distractions, 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 and not in and of themselves bad things. But when, but when we take a step back, these are the things that's taking up our time. These are the things that's taking up our mental energy and our attention and our focus. And then we say, where is God? Where's God in my life? Why isn't he moving? Why don't I feel him? I heard a pastor say, if your enemy can't destroy you, he will distract you. We've been so, we've become so distracted and in that we are blind to how it's impacting us. We're blind to how it's affecting our lives, how it's affecting our relationships, not just with other people, but with God. And so, so much of our, our daily lives, they're just full of stuff that keeps us numb and distracted from what really matters. Jesus. My favorite part of this passage is, is the last paragraph. And, you know, Jesus is addressing Martha, and he does it so caringly. Martha, Martha, like I could almost visualize him, like, you know, Martha's, why isn't Mary, oh my gosh, I'm doing this, she's sitting here doing nothing, what's, and I just see Jesus like just going up and like putting his arm around her, Martha, Martha, you are distracted by so many things, and I can't help but like, put myself in that place of just Jesus like giving me a hug and saying, Sean, Sean, you're distracted by so much. So much is getting in the way and you can't even see me. You can't see what I'm doing and you're doing it for the right reasons but you're missing the point. And then the best part, he says, Mary has chosen what is better. Mary has chosen what is better. I'm not here to villainize everything in your life that isn't time with Jesus. But can we get to the point where we can start choosing the better? Start choosing the thing that's actually going to feed our souls. If we want to see our trust in God grow, then, then it starts with dedicating time and attention to seeking him and spending time with him. What portion of your life are you giving to God? 
We've used this word auditing a couple times throughout the series. Like, how, if you were to audit your time, what, what would it say? If someone were to follow you this week, would they be able to tell that you're a follower of Jesus? Would the things that you do reflect a heart that is seeking Christ? I think we all need to answer that question for ourselves. Like, what does that look like in my life? As I begin to close today, Dylan, you can, you can come up and we've got a little bit of time left, but a little music would be nice. I, I want to challenge this dude. If you have a phone or something you want to write on, get it out. Get your phone, whatever you like to take notes on. Get, get something out. And I want to do, I want to do a, a similar exercise that, that I went through last week that I talked to you about. I want us to, like, name the distractions in our lives that need to be killed off. Like, I want you right now, like, in this moment, to, like, really think about what is distracting me from intentional time with God? It, it, it could be something that's good, and you say, you know, I just need to do it less. Or it could be something that while you're doing that, you, you need to have just a heart of thinking about God. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, hey, when I do this thing that I know I have to do every week because I just have to do it, maybe I set a reminder of like, I'm going to pray for somebody right there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek God in that moment. What are things that are getting in the way what are, what are things that are getting in the way of you having biblical community? Things are getting in the way of church. Things are getting away from the things that you say are important, but we haven't made time for. I know for me, like, I had, I had wasted time. I'll be, I like to be authentic. My wife goes to bed at a mature time. I'll say that. She goes to bed at a mature hour of the night. I do not. I'm a night person. I like to stay up late. But it's affecting me. It makes me want to sleep longer. It makes me less present in the morning. And so one of the things last week, as I said, I want to be more intentional with my time in the evenings. I want to be more responsible so that in the mornings I can do the thing that I actually care about, and that's my family. Instead of being tired because I was, wasn't, you know, thinking, I was, I was mindlessly like, oh, I, I just, I don't want to go to bed yet because I just want to chill. I just don't want to think about anything. You've probably been there. As soon as I go to bed, I'm going to start that, re I'm going to repeat the cycle again. I've got those things I have to think about. It's like, I just want to sit on the couch. And then there's like two hours that there's wasted, wasted time. But then it impacts other parts of my life that I say are important. We all have, we all have those places that, that have weeds. <laughs> we have those places that, that haven't gotten cleared out enough for us to actually start planting the seeds of the things we want in our lives or that are actually killing off the good things in our life that need to be watered and taken care of. 
What do you need to take out? What is the distraction that God is asking you to get rid of? And, and the other thing is, I, like, maybe make it a note that you can get back to. And, and as you actually start taking those things out, take note of, of the change. Take note of the fact that, like, oh, you know what? I am growing in my faith. I trust God more. I decided I'm going to go to that small group. And I'm actually like learning more about God and I'm, and I'm sensing him in my life more. I'm making the things that I say I want to be important, important, and it's actually impacting me. And I would say that, like, take note of that. Go back and see how you are growing. See the fruit. I wanna close with a psalm. It's in Psalm 37, verse three and four, it says this. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pastures. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. When we are shaped by him, when we remove distractions and, and when we give him our time and our energy, that, that shapes us more like Christ. And we see this, take delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Like the way I see that is like, if you, if you spend time with me, you are going to have good desires that I'm going to want to put in your life. And you're gonna see that happen. It's through that, that delighting and that time spent that we see our desires and our heart come into alignment with his. And then it makes it easier to trust in what he is doing. Let's pray. God, we acknowledge the fact that there's a lot of distractions in our life. There's a lot of things that are, are getting in the way of us seeing you, that are getting in the way of of us being shaped by you. And, and we recognize the fact that it's, it's actually in those other things that, that are shaping us more. And so I pray that each of us, God, that we, can, that we can look through this list of distractions and we can begin plucking them out or begin changing them or, or or approaching them in a different way that allows you room in our life. May your Holy Spirit lead us and, and guide us in that. And give us the strength and the, and the ability and the, just the wherewithal to, to do that. We love you and we thank you for this time. We ask that our, our, our trust in you would continue to grow that we would choose the better. It's in your name we pray, amen. I'm gonna invite you to stand and join us as we close in another song. And this song is called Christ is Risen and it's just us celebrating the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's because of this truth that we are gathered here today that we can celebrate together. So let's worship.